The sounds of the mountain. <laughs> I, I, you're, it, the instrument's almost as loud as your breath. Like, like there, I'm hearing, picking up the same amount. Welcome to Finding Monster Right, the show about finding monsters. Right. Right. Oh, right. oh, God, that works better than what I was. <laughs> ah, ah, okay, okay. Give it one more week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll nail it eventually. One more uh, again. Yes. Yeah, so, monsters across uh, uh, folklore, legends, film, and theater. I guess. Hey, hey let's burn the entire forty-five minute runtime on saying what the fuck the show is. <laughs> uh, I, my name is Adam, and my name is. <laughs> In this part of the country, anyway. To the east, I am known as Ularin. The foe hammer. I'm making stuff up. I don't remember the line from Lord of the Rings or the Hobbits. Well, uh, we're talking about not the foe hammer in the east, but the friend axe in the west. Uh, Paul Bunyan. <sighs> Jesus, I mean, I didn't really give you a lot of room to breathe there, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> I made it. I I'm happy with how good that turned out. Hey, to be honest. Right. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yes, uh, Paul Bunyan, a uh, character from American folklore, who is real big, as, as, has his defining characteristic. How big is this man? Uh, as the di song goes in the 1958 Disney classic, uh, he's 63 axe handles tall. All right. Did you... Between 18 and 22 inches is an axe handle. All right, let so, me get my fucking graphing calculator and TI-83 this puppy. Around 100 feet is it, the Disney incarnation of Paul Bunyan. You, you've done the math, it turns out. It turns out you've done yeah. the math already. Other people have have noted, <laughs> including Wikipedia, I think, have like, oh, he's like seven feet tall and he's got a seven foot stride. I don't think that's how that works. No, <laughs> unless he's like walks around by falling over on his face. Oh, that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, he's like a like a slinky man. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, throughout American folklore, Paul Bunyan has kind of uh, has traversed the American frontier and uh, through a lot of very casual movements and motions, he and his uh, big blue ox named Babe uh, formed a lot of. Um, uh, geographical features. Hmm. This is uh, the thing that I like the most about Paul Bunyan is the way he solves problems. <laughs> like, uh, like, oh, I have to go to the grocery store, but there's mountains in the way. Maybe I'll wrestle a wildcat up and down this great nation of ours so much and for so long that I flatten the land and we'll call it the Great Plains. Yeah, uh, that's... Uh, I I enjoy that the the folklore is that simplistic that you know he's big <laughs> it's late and i want a glass of water i'll yeah. uh, i'll i'll dance and holler all night in a puddle and i'll call forth from the loam the mighty yosemite 
correct. Uh, the descriptions that I found online of the uh, natural features that he's responsible for are all very, like, casual. Uh, like, they said, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Babe the Blue Ox is so big. It walks around and left a bunch of holes in the ground, and they became the 10,000 lakes of Minnesota. And it's just like, Di- didn't Babe walk anywhere else? <laughs> Did Babe well, just kind of fly around elsewhere? And how does he get to all of those houses in just one night? <laughs> we going to do an yeah. episode about Santa later? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, the great, I think the Grand Canyon is, is like, you know, he dragged his axe once. And he was like, like, he was like, whoa, shit! Oh, I can't, I can't do that again. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, oh, I made a big mess. You really bunioned this one up, Paul. <laughs> so, I, uh, uh, in preparation for this episode, I rewatched the 1958 Disney classic. Is it a classic? If no one's ever heard of any of it, uh, apparently, uh, but not classic enough to like be Disney Plus exclusive. You can watch the whole 20 minutes on YouTube. <laughs> What? Who would win in a fight with Paul Bunyan and the Mandalorian? How do you think that would go? <laughs> They're both Disney properties, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, not well. He ha- he has a giant weapon and he can smush. I think Baby Yoda and Babe the Big Blue Ox uh, both have to be in there. The Mandalorian would try and fight Babe. And then uh, Nick Nolte would show up and be like, Your ancestors fought the great mythosaurs. And then... Well, and then uh, Paul Bunyan would be like, what? Are you supposed to take that seriously? And then Mandalorian's like, yeah, that actually means something. And then he would kill a cow. And that's how that fight would go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that makes, that tracks. Oh, uh, fuck, wait a minute. All right, one more again. And that's how that fight would go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought you like weren't recording or something. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, we have a new segment to try out here to kind of introduce Paul Bunyan to the people. Uh, it's a segment called "Long Stalks on the Beach." Where we piece together a, a dating profile for Mister Yun. Surely, Mister Bunyan. Yeah. Uh, I. I. think it's. He's so American. Uh, that he would not answer to Mr. Young. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, how how do you propose... Uh, where do we start with this? Okay, well, what's the uh, stereotypical complaint about, like, dating sites and stuff? Everybody under 5'11 is a ridiculous uh, manlet, and uh, you have to be over six foot in order to do anything, and so you lie in your profile. Paul Bunyan is the only person that might have to lie about his height the other way yeah exactly yeah uh he'll, he'll say like uh over six six uh lumber sexual uh i've got a big axe and big hugs oh that's nice yeah i i mean let's I, uh, uh paul bunyan strikes me as a a, a warm soul he's uh he's definitely a disney material Okay, well, let's answer this question. How would Paul Bunyan solve the problem of, I need to write a dating profile? Because I think what he would do is holler or wrestle 
and uh, <laughs> it's 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 holler. You have to go to the mountainside, and you and you hear a shout. <laughs> ASL. <laughs> Um, if you can't handle me at my worst, <laughs> and 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 so forth. Yeah. Uh, here's one. What's a first date for Paul Bunyan? What's a first date for Paul Bunyan? Um, I imagine. Well, okay. I, I, here's here's one of two things. I am going to imagine a good date with Paul Bunyan and a bad date with Paul Bunyan. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. Why don't you start with a good date and then we'll break it bad. Okay, the the good date is like, uh, I'll take you, we'll go up to Pine's Peak and back. We'll be back by the afternoon. That date sucks, dude. I don't... <laughs> what? He can't take you to like a trampoline park. Why the hell not? <laughs> you can't fit on a trampoline. Maybe the, the maybe they have a big enough one at the park for him. Maybe that's the only place where they have a specialty trampoline for giant men and and He's like, people. Well, we'll go on a hike. That's a. That's I'm not going to nice go Paul on a hike Bunyan. with Paul Bunyan. I can't keep up with Paul Bunyan. He he has a stride of of his height that he does by just falling over a bunch. Huh. Um, Although, like then maybe like his face would be all scuffed up, and I would have to like. Rub it with like some alcohol swabs or whatever. Uh, all right, my last attempt is that uh, a date at the beach. There's a fire, and also everybody's oily for some reason. I- I'm picturing it. Yeah, I'm thinking day at the beach. Yeah, he's just in like the the, the he's a little far out, <laughs> but but you know you guys. But it doesn't uh, look like it. No. <laughs> oh yeah, I, they take a perspective shot, and it looks like they're both the same size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Okay. There you go. Hey, that was a bad one and a good one. I was trying to think of one, and you you nailed it. Great, I I, I covered all our bases there. So here's yes, the other that, thing. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Paul Bunyan would want to go uh, on a hike for a date because isn't that like work for him? Oh, he loves the work. I don't know about <laughs> what your perception of Paul Bunyan is, but according to Disney, man, that's his life. Yeah, that's He's, fair. Yeah. Uh, some some other facts about Di- uh, so that ends <laughs> long stocks on the beach. Wonderful debut for that segment. Uh, some more facts about Disney's Paul Bunyan. Uh, uh has a voice like the <laughs> like the pits of hell. <laughs> <laughs> like for some like they li- it's literally a guy going as deep as he can. Like I'm just walking down the street now over here. <laughs> just <laughs> this very this, scary. This date's getting better all the time. <laughs> And very, very uh, uh, upsetting how he, how easily he cleaves through just forests. Uh, like one of the song lyrics is about him, how he'll chop a tree on like a forward swing and on a back string he'll chop another one. And, you know, he's just with a big smile on his face and just leveling forest all around him. That's kind of terrifying. And Yeah, uh, not a, so, you know, uh. As a fortune cookie to... once told me recently, fear and desire are two halves of the same coin. Hmm. <laughs> the upper half and the bottom half, one assumes. Okay, I definitely said it differently than how the fortune cookie said. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, when it comes to how monstrous Paul Bunyan is, uh, you know, uh, sure, he he's big. On first glance, you might say, he's a person like everyone else, but the, the crimes... Uh, of a deforestation that he commits are truly ups- are truly terrible. 
is there like an adaptation or something where he's like reappropriated as like a Smokey the Bear style like mascot for like a good lumberjack uh, plants a tree for everyone he cuts? Uh, I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> he's like a he's like a logging icon, basically. Huh. Well, that's all uh, right. this, this so... is not going into the dating profile. <laughs> no, no. I I I think I think we've wrapped that with our date. And it was, depending on the date, it was either a success or uh, a failure. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, I was starting to warm up to him. And, like, as soon as he mentions on our day at the beach that he's a logging icon and he just <laughs> loves, like, stepping on squirrels and using their bones to make his bread. Oh, you, <laughs> like, yeah, he, he did. Uh, squirrels are flies to him. As soon as that happens, I'm out of there. Yeah, the, the the nicest thing that he does is that he stump he he stomps on stumps to make them like disappear. Okay, I would ship Paul Bunyan and the Statue of Liberty Lady, <laughs> which uh, we know yeah. from Doctor Who is alive and can kill you, and so can Paul Bunyan. So I think this works out. Both American icons. Yep. Uh, possibly the same height. Pretty much. Uh, so yeah. And it, hey, uh, uh, that beach day can still happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Paul Bunyan makes enough. M Paul Bunyan makes money in terms of like $1,880 on like a lumberjack salary. He cannot afford so much as a sandwich in like Manhattan. Yeah. And he's also got a case of, uh, I guess what we call Clifford the Big Red Dog Syndrome, mm. where the, the resources it takes to keep Paul Bunyan going are never fully discussed, but boy, oh boy, they're probably enormous. Uh, he's going to eat so many squirrels just to stay alive. Uh, yeah, so I, there's something else about the, the movie that kind of... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no. The, I just read here that the uh, uh, Thurl Ravenscroft was who voiced Paul Bunyan. Wow. So, yeah, uh, a.k.a. Tony the Tiger. Oh, geez. So, so yeah, that's where that uh, deep as hell voice comes from. Logging's great! <laughs> I want there to be less of me. The world should be a smaller place. <laughs> the world should be just a single elementary school-sized soccer field floating in the void where I can encourage a group of Diverse elementary schoolers to play soccer. I'm angrier in Mexico. <laughs> this is a true fact. If you want to Google uh, Zucaritas, the uh, Spanish language or possibly Latin American version of Frosted Flakes, uh, their Tony the Tiger occasionally <laughs> has a very aggressive uh, expression on his face. Very pissed. Uh, so uh, the Disney film, uh, th this is probably the last point I have about it, is that um, it, 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 Paul Bunyan in, in it is kind of a, uh, uh, he's a symbol for a American uh, expansion towards the West. Uh, it, it shows how he, when he logs areas that like, you know, that creates lumber, that leaves more open land for towns to form. And then he just moves on to the next one and kind of, yeah, so towns appear in his wake as well as you know uh natural features and uh and uh ponds 
is this going to be like a genie thing where we wonder like where all the people in the town came from? Hmm. I, yeah, that's a, that's a curious point there. Wait a minute. Is Paul Bunyan just playing Minecraft? Oh, he's playing Minecraft on creator mode. He, he sees a a twisted up river and he just kind of stretches it out. Okay. So Minecraft, I am assuming, takes place in a world that is between our three spatial dimension plane and a two dimensional plane, creating this cube thing. I think on the other side of our dimension from the Minecraft world is Paul Bunyan's home world, and he has come here to wreak havoc and also because he is bored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in all the fiction I've read, uh, Paul Bunyan really wants for nothing. <laughs> like he again, he's he's a he's a working man. He loves his job, and the 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 movie ends pretty on a pretty sad note. Actually, they go into like a John Henry style story about someone with a steam chainsaw versus uh, Paul Bunyan and and who can like yeah, and Babe goes up against a a steam locomotive to see who can do the most. And he like loses by like a hair, and and like the message that's the message that the film ends on that Paul Bunyan is is a, a relic of the age, very, huh. very uh, uh, it's a it's a sad point, uh, to to his story, but I, wanna... I think that oh good, oh I want to mention that I mean John Henry is also an American uh folk legend and John Henry a part of his story is that. Uh, he is black, and he uh, is, like, a, a very supernaturally strong, uh, powerful, working-class hero. And uh, he goes up against the uh, steam-powered hammer, and they race through the mountain, and you know this, you use this metaphor. Yep. but uh, And then he wins by a hair and then dies. Mm. So, Paul Bunyan has obviously kind of just... Paul Bunyan doesn't really have a definitive, like, mythical end like that. Yeah, I I tried looking that up, and boy, oh boy, there is no death to Paul Bunyan. He just logged out of Minecraft. He, he logged out. He logged out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw, like, some short stories and stuff like that, but it, it, uh, it, it's a... It's really interesting to see a uh, a mythic hero, uh, mythic hero uh, that's this young, you know, like within two the last two hundred years. Mm. Uh, uh, he kind of had like a, a Santa Claus thing in the uh, early nineteen, like the nineteen eighteen, I think it was some, uh, I think like water producer or whatever, or it could be a lumber company, like re uh, reinvigorated his, his image, and that's kind of the Paul Bunny we know nowadays. They're, they're kind of Coca-Cola at his Santa Claus. Mm. Uh, but yeah, th- beyond that, you know, there's a couple historical figures that kind of draw a direct route to him. The the root of that tall tale. Uh, the one, uh, I think, uh, French-Canadian fella, Fabien Fournier. Fournier, mm-hmm. yeah. That is some lovely diction. <laughs> I, I practiced. I can tell. <laughs> Do you think that we should talk about... Uh, Paul Bunyan as a man or Paul Bunyan as a monster right now? Isn't that a segment? (laughs) Who is the monster and who is the man? Who is the monster and who is the man? 
master and who's the man? Sing the bells, 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 the way this works is that we'll look at defending the monster's actions or saying if it's really his fault. All right, so Paul Bunyan has destroyed acres and acres of irreplaceable American uh, wildlife habitat and yeah. certainly contributed to America's inglorious carbon footprint. <laughs> With a literal footprint. With a literal footprint. So definitely monster. Uh, I don't think I can... Uh... Uh, oppose that uh he, the, the his actions are incredibly irresponsible and uh yeah, no. he is definitely operating under no like uh law of man no yeah should he be arrested you know what no no he should be killed oh well this is taking a turn <laughs> I'm more okay. So uh, veering off here uh, because there's no end of all. Your stance on like a vigilante (laughs) style. I don't know how to react to the notion that we need to extrajudicially execute Paul Bunyan, a man who is not real and has been dead for a very long time. I'm more curious. So. I'm like, more interested are, are in going back in time to lumberjack times and killing him there. I, I'm more interested in set in the hypothetical. Can it happen? Be, Paul Bunyan's story has no end to it. He is a birth. Uh, he's he was carried he was carried into this world by uh, five storks. That makes sense. You know that uh, that uh, tradition actually comes from Slavic mythology. Really? Yeah, because uh, the birds were supposed to uh, fly away to some uh, mythical island or afterlife in the sky every winter and they would come back in the spring and sometimes they would carry babies in tow hmm that's pretty neat uh it it it, it kind of uh yeah like i said he's got a a french canadian uh actual historical figure behind him too so he's uh in the very american sense he is uh is a a big melting pot of different ideas and intersections a very Um, big melting pot also in the american sense he is uh, a bit big and stupid and makes a bunch of <laughs> big decisions for the world. Well, seems like it's time for some monster rehab. Yes. I don't mean to just segment on top of segment on top of segment, but I really have a good one this week. So monster rehab is where we try to work uh, Paul Bunyan, in this case, into society, find a, a role for him, which honestly, that would be a perfect outcome of the... <laughs> Uh, the trial that just went on. Absolutely. Uh, what position would you say uh, Paul Bunyan deserves in society? Just off the dome, I've got something prepared. But besides six feet under or whatever. Uh, oh, it's, it'd have to be a lot more than that. Would it? Because if he's lying down, like. Uh, I guess that's true. Become mountain. Uh, uh, all right, let's see. So I think he would be very good at uh, being like a trucker. Except without a truck. So he would pick mm. up cargo containers and move them f- from location to location f- with ease. That really is kind of his vibe. Yeah, I, I think truck. he, yeah, if he had a, uh, you know, a, a pickup 
the size of uh, New York City, then, uh, yeah, he'd be all about that. I think he would use New York City in order to build the pickup. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense. Does he, although he only works with wood, I'm assuming. He takes all the wood in New York City and uses it to build the truck. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, Or like a wagon, like a really big, long wagon that looks kind of like a truck. Yeah, I I don't even think New York City, you give him like, uh, uh, you know, two days and he'll come back with a real nice wagon for you. It's like the untold planet's worth of metal that they had to use to build the Death Star with, probably. Right, yes. (laughs) That's why it blew up so easy, it was just hollow on the inside. Yeah, I'll talk about that. (laughs) The Death Star is actually like two miles wide. Uh, but yeah, uh, oh, uh, what's, uh, position did you have in mind? Okay, you said, uh, you said trucker? Yep. I said president. Uh, he is definitely rocking that, like, a blanket energy. Make sh- America again, geographically. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, oh, man, I'd love to see him, like, on the world stage. Like, at UN meetings. Yeah, like, so like lift the roof of the building to like w- wave at people. He just like reaches down a finger to shake a hand with Trudeau. <laughs> what yeah. a here! I've written down some uh, canned responses here. It's for me to to say for what Paul Bunyan might. S- oh, okay. <laughs> no, for what Paul Bunyan might say in response to a problem. So why don't you give me a problem uh, that is facing our country? And I will tell you what Paul Bunyan would say. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Paul Bunyan. Uh, there are millions. Yes. There are millions of countrymen that are unemployed right now. Uh, <laughs> how can we help them? <laughs> well, I'll heave a mighty holler at the bank men until they give the folk of the town all the gold that they need. Well, that would solve it. Yes. Yes. All right. Great. Uh, moving on here. Uh, there's a big problem with the Electoral co- College and how it, it is responsible for the decisions that don't necessarily reflect the population. Uh, how would you... How do you, are you plan on sorting that out? Hmm. Scratch his beard. <laughs> Never really was one for book learning. Suppose I could go down to that there college and uh, talk some sense into those kids with my folksy wisdom. And then I would swing a wildcat round by its tail. All right. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're like bad in 150. Uh, let's, I didn't let's... have anything written down for that one. Uh, all right. Um, uh, it, in light of the recent pandemic, uh, people are concerned about uh, a more serious virus in the future. Uh, do you have any immediate plans of action? I'd like to see the coronavirus stand up to my old axe when even the mightiest redwood would fall. Ha ha ha. Okay, I I am I'm not I'm not behind. <laughs> I, I I don't think I, I I'm not a I'm not a bunion bro yet. <laughs> I just want to too soon. <laughs> yeah, I uh. uh I I don't I don't know. I I, I mean to be fair, he is someone that I would definitely get a beer with. I would not. No, I would be dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I would also like to see him throw the first pitch at a major league game. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
just to, uh, just to see that kind of mechanic work out. Just to run through the rest of my canned responses. Okay. <laughs> because I wrote them all down and I'm very proud of them. And you asked me all the ones that I thought weren't as funny as the others. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, can you give me the topic and I'll I'll pitch it. I will uh, do my best reporter. Uh, well, here, I got a better idea. I will, housing inequality jeopardy style i will give <laughs> okay, Paul there you go. answer and then you will guess what problem he is trying <laughs> to solve perfect let's do it all right or what the prompt was all right why i'll just pull some wool from my beard and weave a mighty rope then i'll loop that rope round the moon like it's a pulley and pull down i reckon i can lift america high enough that the sea can't never sink this great nation of ours um, is that about recent uh, discussion about mining the moon for elements? No, that was about climate change. <laughs> that's, that's, okay. Yep. All right. I'll never forgive this Monty the Python character for what he said about lumberjacks. That aside, trans rights. <laughs> uh, is that a commentary on the life of Brian? Uh, and it's uh, the recent passing of Eric Idle. Oh, I didn't know he just died. Oh, I, I don't think he did. <laughs> Another Monty Python member did. That's the only one I know off by name. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it'll be relevant eventually. The answer to that was just LGBTQ rights. Oh, uh, you know, it, that one was, it was a little too on the, on the money at the end. Yeah, 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 okay. I'll just put all their drugs in a mighty soup. Then I'll drink it all and return to this great nation of ours, high as a fucking kite. Also, I invented kites as a warning to birds. Uh, drug cartel. Opioid crisis. Immigration. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, for all, this, I... <laughs> for all we're saying about Paul Bunyan, he does understand that... <laughs> the immigration problem starts with the criminal situation in Mexico and not with, I don't know, a moat full of alligators or some shit. Yeah, right. Uh, just a, a clarification. Uh, Terry Jones was the recent Monty Python star that died. Yes, I think I did hear about that one. Yep. Uh, so, uh, return. Are, are, uh, do you have any more? Uh, nope. Uh, so, I, I think that's... Uh, we definitely uh, uncovered some nefariousness behind those, uh, uh, you know, planet-sized arms of his. Yeah. Okay. Where was that metaphor coming from and going to? <laughs> I, you know, I was going to call him like tree-sized limbs, but they're like, no, he's bigger than that. And, and I ran out of things that, to compare to how big he is. Planet-sized arms. A planet is a sphere. An arm is not anything like a sphere in uh, shape. Um, uh, okay, how about his moon biceps? I mean... We're working our way there. I guess. Sorry, I'm getting broken up. My uncle uh, actually uh, died from a uh, planet. My dad? <laughs> And that's the bit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't Paul, think we uh, actually said we were cousins yet, but that's true. Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, I had another thing. Uh, so we haven't talked about Babe too much. 
let's uh let's let's mosey on over to Paul Bunyan's uh animal companion. He is some ox. Wait, nope. That's the other pig movie. Never mind. Uh yes, no. He's uh he is much larger, the color blue as well. I wonder how that happened. I'm sure there's a thing. I'm sure it's like, well, uh Paul Bunyan strangled him because he liked the color better or some insane shit. Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh, maybe yeah, found him in the wind. There's no reason. No, nothing is naturally blue. Maybe uh, in like a giant blueberry patch. Okay, I, I think I got it. Uh, he ate too much blue junk food. Mm. And then his uh, teacher uh, discovered this by traveling in, in a, a, a school bus through, through his body system. Okay, yep, no, I definitely recall this entire episode of the Magic School Bus. Wait, I'm going to change that reaction. <laughs> I want to react differently. Okay. Adam. <laughs> nice. At my old school, we didn't make so many Magic School Bus references. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have recorded a podcast today. <laughs> I... I... I it occur, it occurs to me now uh that that's unlike oh that reference is relevant. Uh yeah no I I forgot that the med school bus was uh, 90% the same every episode. I mean yeah. Uh no I I recall a couple key episodes. Uh let's uh put Miss Frizzle on the on the agenda too. She's Professor Frizzle now. Oh, she uh fully upgraded? Yeah, I mean, in a sense, I don't really think it's a promotion or an upgrade to uh, to go from elementary school teacher to college professor. That's not really how uh, teaching works, but it is what children think. So I guess that's why they did it in the uh, did you know later they, seasons. Yeah, did you know they made, not the later seasons of the original show, did you know they made a revival? Yeah, so I guess that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Kate McKinnon is... And... Kate McKinnon is, uh, is uh, Miss Frizzle the Lesser. She's, uh, she's, uh, the other, like a, yo Go ahead. a younger sister or something, a younger cousin, I think maybe sister. Mm. I don't remember, but, uh, Lin-Manuel sings the, uh, sings the theme song now and it's not as good as the original theme song, but he, 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 he tried. Yeah, uh, for sure. Do you think, uh, <laughs> okay. Oh man. Uh, if, if they instead went inside Paul Bunyan, they would, <laughs> the school bus wouldn't have to be magic. No, yeah, you could just... Okay, <laughs> statistically, how many school buses do you think are in Paul Bunyan at any given time? Oh, man, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, when it comes to school wagons, though, a good a good number. Did they have school wagons? Like, did they have... What if, what if in, like, old-timey times, they just had, like, uh, school carriages and, like... They just had really long yellow horses. <laughs> that pullets, yeah, that's great. I I love envision. I love envisioning um, uh, what we call period pieces, just with you know all the modern t technology involved. And <laughs> yeah, people are sending like smoke signals to each other, like uh, hey they, you they, up. Like yeah, they they share like wood carvings that are like memes. It's good. It's pretty funny. I saw a uh, a drawing that had been done by some crew members on a world war ii submarine when i uh visited it 
the submarine in Philadelphia, and uh, it's like this uh, grid of like uh, the the commanding officer, as his men see him, as his superiors see him, as uh, his wife sees him, and it was like that thing, that one uh, meme on the grid with like the black background. That's like what I actually do. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and this is like a seventy-year-old thing, and I was like, "Huh, everybody's the same." And then Trump got elected, and I was like, "Huh, we need to burn this country to the ground." Yeah, um, would uh, Paul Bunyan be pro uh, burning the country to the ground, or do you think he'd be like, "Yes, no, absolutely." Not until I log it for. <laughs> <laughs> not until I log it first. All right, yeah, log it first, and then burn the rest. Yeah, uh, he is a what do you call it? A, a dog chasing cars. If he 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 doesn't, I don't think he cares about the the lumber after he chops it down. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he has any plans for the trees. I think he is just like a a guided anti tree missile. I think he's just Galactus, but for trees. Yeah, he's a real just force of nature. <laughs> like the the thing behind Galactus is the reason why he looks like a human person is because every uh, species sees him as a uh, as the most intimidating possible member of their species. And for humans, I guess it's a big purple helmet. Maybe for uh, trees, it's Paul Bunyan. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, wrapping up here, there is one other uh, idea concept I wanted to bring to the table when it comes to Paul Bunyan. Careful, um, what's that table made of? <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh, uh, chop. Oh, oh. Well, luckily I have this granite countertop. Oh, Drat, I'll great. go home. Now you can put it on that. The radiation will save us. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, there, uh, there's a, in the conspiracy world, uh, there, being real big is sometimes, is uh, a thing that some people thought ancient cultures had. Uh, there's been a long history of like giant hu human skeletons, question mark, and uh, large fossil finds and and junk like that. And uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite uh, conspiracy articles on it is uh, so loaded. Uh, it, I'm gonna read the title to you, and and please tell me what what uh, where all the points where it goes wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've read uh, I've read up on my frauds, myths, and mysteries in preparation for a segment just like this, and I am uh, I'm good to go. That's Fraud, Myths, and Mysteries by Ken Fader. I can't recommend uh, that enough. If you can listen to who, uh, Dr. Fader's episodes of Monster Talk, it's a real good time. All right. Okay, so. Did the Smithsonian destroy thousands of giant human skeletons? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I don't see a reason why not. Yeah, no, it's just like you know. Uh, let's work back from the, the first, the Smithsonian. Not like a a military faction. It's not like in a a Steven Spielberg movie where it's like you know, oh the the Federals are involved and now ET is in trouble. Not like a cop movie where the Federales are the bad guys, or an right. FBI movie where the cops are the bad guys. No, you know the museum in dc uh di then the, the second yeah no no necessarily authority on this no big cover-up illuminati thing just the regular smithsonian okay so let's ask 
why would the Smithsonian destroy a bunch of skeletons? That seems like something that they don't do. They don't destroy anything? I mean, they might destroy something, depending I guess on... What... I guess destruction is kind of antithetical to the idea of a museum. Right, yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at. And the the thousands is the other part of it. Is that, what, over like hundreds, a hundred years have people just mailed in giant skeletons <laughs> to the Smithsonian? And every time, like, oh, I got another one, better tell no one and bury... And they've got, like, a giant pile of junk. That's the other thing, is how, like, the way an archaeological dig works is you find uh, something that's been, like, eroded, that's showing up out of the rock, or uh, you know that there was a city in this particular place. There's no, like, radar that lets you just see everywhere underground and find the place to dig. Yes. Like, that stuff from Jurassic Park isn't real yet, because they tried it in the 90s, and they thought it was going to be, like, this emergent technology when they made the movie. And then it turns out that when you shoot radar into rock, it just looks like more rock. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of that degree of x-ray vision is not true for rock on rock. (laughs) No, but please, go on. Uh, Yeah, no, it's just... Uh, th- th- and this like single articles referenced several times across a couple websites and stuff, and it's just I, I like uh when it comes to a lot of conspiracy stuff, I like the concepts behind it mm. that you know oh there's a there's a lost race mm. of like you know uh, enormous uh, humanoids uh, that were once on the North American continent and stuff like that. Well, uh, well that's Sasquatch. Uh, Sasquatch being a missing link, yeah, uh, and these, the stories of these skeletons, it's like, you know, oh, some are kind of similar to Paul Bunyan, some are seven foot tall, some are like ten, twelve feet tall. Hmm. Uh, whatever the case, it, it's, it's neat stuff, but I, this came to mind when I was thinking about Paul Bunyan in the more modern sense, where it's like, huh, uh, the, uh, Paul Bunyan is almost one of these, uh, like lost American giants, just like a, uh, you know, a more and more recent ver- uh, version or uh, of that same story almost. Yeah. I wonder if Paul Bunyan knows the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> yeah. He's like his English cousin. Yeah. My American cousin, the play that Abraham Lincoln uh, got shot at was about, uh, was about Paul Bunyan. And now I believe so. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Do they still have that play? Do they have like a bit where there's that funny line that John Wilkes Booth knew about where they just have like an, a plant in the audience who pretends to die? Is that a thing they do? Because I'd be so down to be that. I, would, I really want to play Abraham Lincoln in this now. Sure. I actually just watched the Twilight episode about the uh, some guy uh, stumbles back in time to to that night when Lincoln's going to get shot. Uh, and at, they call our American cousin in that one, which is odd. Well, copyright. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Uh, that tracks. Uh, we, weird episode too. It doesn't really take a stance on can time travel affect history. Maybe it's like uh, maybe it's called a different play to show that it's like a alternate sliders universe. 
Also possible. Uh, yeah, no, it's like some stuff can be changed and some stuff can't. It's it's a weird take. There's a, uh, there's a clip uh, online that I watch sometimes when I'm feeling down uh, from a show called Batman the Brave and the Bold, where Batman travels back in time to save Abraham Lincoln, and it's glorious. <laughs> that sounds glorious. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, getting two shout-outs this week. Yeah, wow. Yeah, n- uh, nice one, Linky. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you, Link. Zelda would be proud. <laughs> All right. Uh, so any closing words here on Paul Bunyan besides his other aliases, I suppose? Oh, yes. Yes. That, this is actually important. This is kind of what inspired Finding Monster Right, partially. Uh, we were uh, in the bowels of Wikipedia. Uh, for, uh, yeah, we're doing some world building stuff back and forth. Uh, and came across Paul Bunyan, and boy, oh boy, his his article at, at the time, at least, it must have changed in those past couple months. We found this out as uh, just before we started recording, and we're devastated. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, believe our words. Our words are true, even though it's Paul Bunyan. <laughs> we're making our own tall tale, as he said. Yeah. The Smithsonian <laughs> destroys uh, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> thousands of Paul Bunyan. Ali- aliases in the arms of the angels hi i'm yeah. sarah mclaughlin for just pennies a day you can stop the smithsonian from killing all the paul bunions abraham lincoln a fourth time <laughs> wait where did we get abraham lincoln from oh the pennies a day oh my god <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, so. anyway so there was an info box on paul bunions wikipedia page and uh, one of the little data points was known aliases. And it was Paul Bunyan with, an, <laughs> with Y-O-N instead of Y-A-N at the end. And it just struck us as really funny that not only was Paul Bunyan on the run from the FBI, but he was doing a bad job. Yeah, it, it's truly a very, very good laugh. Uh, ha, and ha, yeah. ha. Oh, he's back. I smelled wood. I can smell a drop of wood in 14 gallons of water or something. <laughs> what are those gallons kept in? Barrels, of course. Oh, that's how easy it is for me. You can't hide from me. Chop. Again, my Paul Bunyan is Tony the Tiger. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been infected by the brain parasite of this 1958 uh, Disney cartoon that now, because of your Mary Lou Henner disease, you will never be able to forget. Nope. Just the image of a big old baby boy floating on a boat. <laughs> and a bunch of weird, no real character arc to speak of. The only Just, arc I care about is the swing of my axe. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I believe that's... Uh, I think we should get to the final rating place for Paul Bunyan. Yeah, let me just... Uh, say, uh... I will transition us with the uh, pan flute uh, song of uh, summoning him back to fiction land so we can stop doing impressions of Paul Bunyan. (laughs) This is the first recording of my new invention, which is uh, pan boxing. So for the final rating place, uh, giving uh, Paul Bunyan a rating here, probably, honestly, uh, he is... Uh, as the story says, uh, 63, uh, 
63 axe handles tall out of 100 <laughs> axe handles in my book. Well, that's very specific and very well informed. You know what? I'm going to turn the tables. Oh, right. No, he's gone. I'm going to turn the <laughs> tables on this. And uh, I'm going to give him a rating using uh, trees. Unfortunately, there's no fucking trees left. So I guess I have to give him zero trees. Oh, man, he should have thought about that beforehand. He should have thought about that beforehand. You reap what you sow, Paul. Uh, If he heard (laughs) that. And that vine. I got to end this episode (laughs) with that vine. Uh, if, if he heard that, he would uh, trip over and create, like, the San Andreas fault line or something. Because it was his fault. <laughs> oh. Uh, that, that, that ends uh, this episode of Finding Monster Rights. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, Monster Right Pod. And uh, tune in next time for more monstrous uh, creatures from uh, across the globe. Tune in next time where we... Well, that was a spoiler, so I'm just going to cut it out. I definitely didn't just stop mid-sentence because I couldn't think of something (laughs) funny to say. I said something deeply revelatory and personal that I decided to cut out because some things are more important than getting five-star reviews on iTunes. Just kidding. There's not. Uh, Yeah, sure. Leave us a five-star review and uh, uh, let us know what you think of the show. Yeah, you can find us on uh, Finding Monster Pod on Twitter. And you can email us at, uh, at, do we have a Gmail? I think I'm at uh, MonsterWritePod. You can email us at, uh, VictorFrederick at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I don't think that's his email address. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. And, uh, uh, stay out of the woods at night. Chop. 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 <laughs>